Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Agarmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And man, a lot has happened since the last pod. I feel like everybody decided they wanted to announce something cool. We got a new Elden Ring DLC that may come out this year. We got a not, it's official, but not like completely official announcement of Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 4 right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. And well, like I said, we got a lot to talk about, but first, before we get there, just want to, you know, just say thank you to those that have either been, this is your first time listening or watching, or this is your hundredth time watching or listening. We really appreciate you, whether you watch live on Twitch or on the YouTube for W2 Network or on the W2 Network Twitter on Facebook. Uh, you can watch us live there. Usually it's Mondays. We try to be around the six o'clock time, but sometimes it's delayed a bit like today. But, um, you know, if not, if you want to listen on demand, we are available on YouTube on demand as well. There'll be two network and you can go and subscribe video games to the max on your podcast catcher of choice and listen to us there, uh, on demand as well. If you follow, like, subscribe on the YouTube channel, you get other stuff that we do as well that's not mark and i but they do great amazing stuff here on our channel you got anime with talk the cakey you got mma with mma for marks you got all the radlich stuff whether it's metal music they just did a review of his dark material season three um i'm sure that they're uh you know like i think i mentioned last week they did a review of cocaine bear if you want to um Go watch that. And we also have, you know, uh, some other shows as well. Uh, and if you want to, they, they're a little bit behind, but you still got uh, Randy and Jens also doing uh, the week by week of Last of Us on Chapter Select that's returned, uh, which I'm caught up on that now. So maybe we'll, if we have time, we can talk about that at the end too. Uh, so let's go ahead and get this week's episode started here. I guess let's just go through some of the announcements first. Um, the, kind of weird that like such a monumental game, a game that has won all these awards. Um, you know, it won our game of the year. It won at Dice. Uh, it it won the Game Awards. It's won pretty much everybody else's except for a select few's game of the year from last year. Elden Ring, of course gets dlc announced we don't really know for sure if it's coming this year supposedly there's a rumor that a time frame they're trying to hit is sometime between summer and fall trying not to have it come out next year but i guess if it does happen it happens um what do you uh what do you like as the person that loved elden ring that's on the episode you know we had yens a few weeks back he loved it as well like what did you think when did you always expect they're going to be Elden Ring DLC? And is there anything that made you go, okay, they better have this in there? I mean, I was expected DLC, but I wasn't like missing any huge feature. I know there's some Coliseum that people like want to play for like PvP stuff, but that never interested me or, or Yen's for that matter. So 
I guess more story content or just more stuff to do would be good. Uh, but, you know, the game's pretty full as it is. I mean, is there all- any, hmm? is there like a certain story beat from, I mean, I know we, we've kind of joked about. No. What, no, what is Elden Ring's no. story or what? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. No story at all. <laughs> It'll just be like a new area or like a new subcontinent or something like that in probably 50 new boxes. And like, all right, go at it. Okay. Fair enough. I, I was, or it could be I a was, prequel, like, you know, or, you know, it could just be like the whole landmass, but, you know, 100 years or 500 years or whatever, like before the fall or the okay. corruption, you know. All right. Fair enough. I mean, so for you, it was it was complete. It was perfect. They don't need to add anything. Just give you more content, more bosses, more right. things yeah. to play. Yeah. There was there was no like quality of life like. uh was the co-op the best it could be? Did they need to improve that at all? Is there? I mean, uh, the only way I would improve it is the way that people don't like is to turn off invasions. But they're dead set on that crap, which is dumb. So, no. But co-op right. was really smooth and pretty easy to get into. So, and like it wasn't like a limited thing like in past games, which is nice. Yeah, it, you could do it from basically anywhere, right? It wasn't well that, but also I mean, you need like one like a. Uh, item to do it, but you can, like, farm out the item and just kind of make it yourself. Instead of, like, past games where you had, like, it was governed by, like, a, by like your humanity or, like, by whatever dumb thing that Bloodborne did. <laughs> like, you had yeah. to be, like, in, in like, an, like, an, like, an alive state or, like, a certain state to, like, do online, and this is, this is like, pop the item and go. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, that was fine. Well, uh, I'm glad that your favorite game from last year is getting DLC. That's always good when Games that we enjoy get to continue on. Uh, you know, I'll get to experience that later this year with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 getting the big DLC, which will give me the excuse to finally play everything else uh, that came out. Because I'm usually not big on like, oh, let me go play Coliseums or uh, adding a roguelike mode that they added in the last one or whatever. I would kind of want to see what those new characters are going to add to the story and and how they're going to build out this whole, which looks like it's going to be like a prequel to the whole story of how we got the founders and everything else. So that's going to be cool. Um, yeah, that, like, yeah. Yeah. Elden Ring doesn't have like it has that for like the super lore nerds, but that's not appealing or interesting to like, you know, most players because it's not actually part of the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to kind of like piece find it if you really want it. And yeah. it usually requires you to go off the beaten path. Right. It's not. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, it involves, like, scouring the world for, like, ten books that explain everything. Yeah, not not always everybody's favorite way of consuming a story, for sure. Uh, let me go read more stuff. I mean, it's it's been a thing for a long time. I mean, uh, even, you know, uh, I, I was playing mostly One Piece Odyssey this week, so One Piece Odyssey does that a lot, too. Hey, if you want to know actually about what happened in One Piece during this thing that you're playing... Here, you can go read like 20 logs, by right. the way. It's like, yeah, that's that's for super uh lore nerds at that point. Like I've watched all the I've watched all the episodes. Um that's all I, I don't really want to go read all through that again. But I guess for people that, that haven't and you're more interested, you can definitely do that, or you can I guess just go watch episodes of the show, probably more interesting uh that yeah. way. But something we you know, something else, Bandai Namco. Uh, something we we did not expect. Like a lot of people thought, okay, for sure, Elden Ring is going to get some kind of DLC, right? They're not going to let that go and 
you know, they're going to move on. They're definitely going to make something else. I don't think anybody expected that a dormant franchise that has not been, well, a dormant franchise in a, another, uh, another Bandai Namco series, Dragon Ball Z, uh, it was going to come back after what was the last one that came out 2007. Uh, yeah. so, well, the official, the numbered ones, right? There were some spinoffs and, and all that. Uh, but as far as officially numbered ones go, the last one was Tenkaichi 3, which came out on the PS2 and Wii. And it was announced at a, at an event. It wasn't like, Hey, you know, Ben and Echo hasn't put out an official trailer or whatever. Like we did, we got with the other main DLC, but it's announced at an anime event. Um, so, and, and it has the nomenclature. I'm not showing that trailer because I don't want to get, um, I don't want to get us copyright uh, striked, but it has official nomenclature. It actually has the official uh, Budokai name in it, which in in Japanese it's called. Uh, they call it Sparking in Japan. So yeah. So as somebody that uh, you you reviewed some of them, you know you really liked uh, Fighters. Yeah. For people that let's say you don't, you know, you didn't play games into that in the in those that era. Your your era is PS4, PS5. So you really don't know anything about this this series. You're you're looking at this from a Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball fan perspective. Like what is what is the the I guess the gist of what is Tenkaichi compared to say something like Fighters? Uh Tenkaichi is bad. It's bad. Okay, there was never a good I mean, one because I, I heard a lot of hype from people. There was a lot of people hyped for this. I mean, yeah, but they're bad people. So no, Tenkaichi uh, is like the three D <laughs> fighter fighting game. Like you know, Fighter Z is it is three D technically, but it's locked on the two D plane. You know, like locked like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Right. Like Tenkaichi, you know, you run. It's like a big arena or like a big. I wouldn't say world, but like, yeah, you're in like an arena of a fight. You know. The hills, so or like compared to or like Smash or something, more like no, because even like Smash is two is two D still. Like it's more like okay. Power Stone or Power Stone, okay, like Air Geist or something like that. Okay, uh, and it doesn't work because like it can fly around, you know, like right. can, you know, uh, Power Stone and Air Geist work because you're still locked. You're still like locked to the ground. Like this game. Dragon Ball never works in 3D because you can just fly around constantly. This, yeah, this is busted. <laughs> I mean, like, but I isn't it cool you can fly around and hit people in the air and all that? I mean... No, because <laughs> they never get the camera right. Uh, it's like 3D Sonic games. Like, you know, it took them 20 years to make a good... Like, 25 years to make a good 3D Sonic game, and they've yet to make a good 3D, you know, Dragon Ball game. Like, Budokai was... Budokai was 3D, but it's still locked to a, to a D, 2D plane. It just looked 3D, kind of. So, right. yeah, Tenkaichi, or like, you know, Raging Blast, that was like a dream, an Xbox One, that was bad also, or 360 one, rather, because, yeah, there's constantly a lot, they're trying to, like, make a 3D game, and it just never works. Just like, uh, I mean, it wasn't a fighting, fighting game, technically, but Kakarot, or, right. you know, yeah. look at Jump Force, look how well that did. Oh, tell me, oh my god, Jump Force, bro. I'm not a fighting game fan, but... It didn't take very long at all for me to be able to tell that that yeah. was uh, not good. Right. And yeah, it just, it, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> so it's weird. Do you think it is because of fighters that say they didn't bring back 
uh, Budokai, just a numbered Budokai instead of saying, oh, we got to bring well, back Tenkaichi. Like, it's, I too, mean, at least it's too much Bud- of the same thing. Kind of. I mean, Budokai doesn't have a great legacy. Again, it has an okay legacy, I guess, but, you know, it was never like a fighting game, like a fighter, fighters, game, fighting game person's fighter, you know? It was just like for like the weird Dragon Ball nerds because it, it had like bad mechanics to it or like just, you know, offbeat mechanics that if you're playing like Street Fighter or like a fighting game, you're like, what the hell is all this stuff? <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's a, it's a way to go. Like the 3D game, they, they can try, but I have no faith I'll pull it off because the middling reviews of the past games don't inspire a ton of confidence. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you would think that, I mean, yes, Bandai Namco, except Elden Rings accepted, right? Uh, for the most part, maybe you can put another a few other franchises. Most of the anime games are kind of in, a lot of them in the same boat. Of you have some great ones, some ones that stand out, but for the most part, especially the ones that are fighting game related outside of fighters, they're they wind up not being well reviewed. Uh, maybe a little bit more well received uh, from fans because they just want to have a game in their favorite series per se. Uh, maybe like Demon Slayer was another one that was actually pretty good, but a lot of them, you know, wind up in the uh, okay, not so not so great, right? So and then Scarlet Nexus didn't really ha- it, it wasn't it didn't uh, have an anime preceding it. It came out along with with the game, but yeah, so. Would it really be the worst thing ever if you have another one of those, but it's another Dragon Ball Z fighting game? I guess no, it'll, not. It'll just but, be bought by the Dragon Ball fans and everyone else who plays right. it will just feel like this is gone. I mean, back to Fighter Z. I mean, that and they have that card game for Dragon Ball Z as well that's still no existing. Cares. and not yeah. about that. <laughs> so, I mean, they do try different things with their properties, so I will give them that, that they don't... I mean, you had Kakarot and they... They this just this year they had the the um, PS5 and Xbox Series version come out. So you know that was uh, at least I guess it did well enough to where they they felt like they needed to to make those. So yeah, they they definitely do give a lot to the Dragon Ball franchise. So this is another one of those. We'll see if it winds up uh, being one of the better ones or not. Uh, Time will tell, obviously, because it's probably going to take a while before we see it. Right. Uh, Something we know is for sure coming out, and Yoshi P pretty much guaranteed it. He said a meteor has to hit Japan in order for Final Fantasy 16 not to come out uh, on its release date. Don't worry, Sephiroth can summon that, no problem. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, So they had these big previews for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, obviously not going to show that because it's, you know, that's footage that's owned by other, uh, gaming outlets and everything. But from what they did provide, uh, the gist seems to be that they're going full action RPG with this thing. Uh, they even brought in the battle designer of, uh, Devil May Cry 5 in order to make that a reality. They want to eventually add a mode where you're gaining scores and everything like a beat em up or like Devil May Cry as an extra mode. And also as a, you know, new game plus is going to have like a Dante, you know, Don- they had that mode for uh, Devil May Cry 5 that's like supposed to be super hard. Right. And then now uh, we have 
they're going to add one for Final Fantasy 16 also as well. So they want this to have kind of a longer tail for people that to enjoy this game, you know, not just at launch, but to keep playing it. And then also on the, I guess, on the other side of things, this is full on like serious. This is uh, their equivalent to like God of War, Game of Thrones. Uh, There isn't going to be people joking around and fishing and doing all that stuff. And let's go ride chocobos here for 30 minutes and uh, let's go ride in a car and listen to old Final Fantasy music and all that stuff. Uh, It's going to be pretty straight on the plot. Like from all the stuff that we've heard of this game, like how the gameplay is going to work, all of that stuff. Where do you sit with it? Are you in the camp of oh, this is the direction they should go. This is going to be awesome. Or are you in the camp of, ah, man, they went way too much in the other direction. I'm not a fan now. I don't know. I mean, people didn't like Final Fantasy XV's battle system for being basically too uh, action-oriented or too, you know. So them going further in that direction is, like, insane to me personally. Right. But, you know, everyone, everyone you talk to pretty much says, like, or every Final Fantasy fan says, like, I want it to be be turn based again, and they don't want to do that, or you know that they, they think that that format is dead. So it's like, why call this Final Fantasy anymore? Why why not just call start a new franchise like you know Grim Dark Adventure or something like that? The whole idea of it being like a serious game is laughable to me because every time they tried that, it is so melodramatic and so like overly serious. It just becomes like a farce. Either one, they kind of fail. So yeah, um, I mean, I agree with that. They didn't really straddle. So that's the thing is, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. You could say that they tried to straddle the line a bit, and they right? added a turn based mode later on. Right, they added that uh, set mode or whatever, where you had to, which actually felt weird. Yeah, uh, at times. Yeah, it on, you know, and it inter- interrupted the flow of the game or. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of felt to me like the same thing they did with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, where they added the 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 one where you have to you you still have to pick all of the moves uh, from like a menu, sort of. And to me, I, I get it. Some people did play that way, right? They felt natural playing that way or whatever, but it felt weird to me. Like I was yeah. like, it didn't feel like this is the way they intended for that game to be played. It was just something they added so that you don't have the people getting upset that, oh man, I can't, this is Final Fantasy VII and I can't play, and I and I can't play the way that I'm used to playing or whatever. Like, that's messed up, you know? I think we need to remember if you're a newer Final Fantasy fan and say you've gone back and played the older ones and you kind of have this uh, nostalgia, nostalgic love for them, that Final Fantasy's has been trying to get away from the turn-based thing for a while, right? Uh, you had 12 with the weird MMO system. That's hugely yeah. at the detriment of Final Fantasy. Because, you know, look at the review scores of 7 or 10 or, you know, Final Fantasy 6 or 4, whatever the fuck it's called over here, compared to, you know, Final Fantasy 15 or Final Fantasy 13. Right, but look at the sales numbers, well, right? They, uh Again, look at Final Fantasy VII sold better than those games. <laughs> right. No, I mean, 15 still sold, I think, close to 10 million. Um, yeah, but it wasn't a success to them. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a success. And also, they had the, the plague of problems. 
right, right. with development and all that stuff. And then you had, you know, the stuff that happened with 13 where that was three different games in, in a whole series or at least uh, no two one, that, with, yeah. That most people didn't care about. I think you did, but same people yeah, didn't I, give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a small number of people that liked it when it, like me, that, that liked them when they were out. Uh, I actually didn't like Lightning Returns because it completely went the other way on the battle yeah. system. Uh, and then there's people that have come around to 13 much later, right? And they're they're all about, oh, yeah, 13, 13's great, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, where were you guys at when 13 was out and, and nobody was, was saying this? Uh, so that's the thing is, I think what they're looking at is, as we're you know we're going to talk about some of the Square Enix business stuff, and it doesn't look very good right now for Square Enix. Um, so th- I think they're business minded right now, and they're looking at it and going, "How can we take this series and make it the big AAA game that we know it can be?" Well, we got to ape God of War, we got to ape Devil May Cry, we got to make it. These all these action games that people want now, right? People don't want turn based anymore. Uh, That's the thinking that led to Resident Evil Six. Okay, fair enough. But would you say that Resident Evil Village is the same gameplay type as Resident Evil Two Remake? No. Well, in okay. terms of uh, perspective, no. But in terms of like just the core gameplay of you explore, are you going through areas, hunting, you know, getting ammo having to shoot zombies or whatever in a, you know uh in a like well-meaning way or you know in a uh you know you just can't like pump them constantly you have to like aim for their head or whatever sure right. uh yeah i i just i don't know i mean i think i mean you still have the summons right they play a bigger role in this so um you just don't have i, I think I I know I'm going to miss the whole having the party and getting to know the characters and that kind of thing. You do have sort of a party, right? You have the dispersions of Sid, which props to them for coming up with. I, I love that Sid Dolphus name. They're pretty uh, great name by <laughs> the folks there. Uh, Again, like they, yeah. they can't, they can't claim, Oh, this is our serious game. And they have a fucking character named that. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess in tone, right. You're not going to have the, Strangers of Paradise version of this, which is total like, oh, we're in on the joke and chaos, chaos, chaos. Like, yeah, you have a guy like that, but you also have a guy named Clive who's just totally there to kick your ass and engulf all the summons and and all that stuff. I, I do worry about like the story kind of being lacking. Um, I do worry about the story not being like this epic thing, and they are focusing so much on the combat. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah. they'll fix it with DLC and then forget about it. Year, year oh, God, I hope on. not. Please don't. I mean, he said that, right? I, I will give... Okay, so let's give let's give Yoshi P some credit here. He did say that they are not going to do the Final Fantasy fifteen thing. They are not going to announce DLC and then have it not come out, right? Yeah, like, I, I just... I, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and you know, hello to people that are watching and everything. I appreciate you again. I uh, just, I want to go to the benefit of that. I don't want to get into this closed minded state of saying 
oh man, Final Fantasy 16, I'm not hyped for it anymore. Like, I don't care. Like, they, they totally ruined my, what I wanted in a Final Fantasy game. Are, are you sharing that same sentiment I'm seeing around people are like, I just really want Final Fantasy X and AAA version or something? No, because even Final Fantasy X wasn't AAA. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. They want, like, the big bad version of, I guess, Final Fantasy X because that was the last one that was truly, truly turn-based. Uh, I mean, if you want something like that, go for Tales of Arise or, you know, a Tales game. Right. But they what, want it to be Final Fantasy with all the trappings, well, right? With the movies. Again, and the Square and, doesn't yeah. want to make that game. So yeah. they can want all they want, but it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Give you a stupid God of War bullshit that, you know, or, you know, this action game, you know, them going, oh, we got the, we got the combat, the combat uh, systems guy from Devil May Cry. It's like, Again, why make this? Why make this Final Fantasy? Why not just make another uh, Georgia Cerberus game? Well, because nobody's going to buy it. Ed. It's well, like people are only going to buy this because of the name, and then once they get it and realize, you know, that they, it's not what they want, they'll just return it or be pissed about the next about the next one. Yeah, uh, I mean that's the thing, right? Is it feels like what they're trying to do is use the Final Fantasy name to get people interested, and then hope that you hook people that go wait a minute this is final fantasy like that's not what i remember final fantasy being oh you know what i think i'm gonna plot the 70 dollars down for this you know i think they're they're looking at it and going okay why can't we use some of the god of war don't May cry and smash that together and use some game of thrones like kind of looking story and setting and go hey this is all the stuff that you guys like please go buy our game because we need this to sell like 20 million copies, which it's not going to sell that. I'm sorry. Square Enix. I mean, here's an uh, idea is don't yeah. make, don't make an overly ambitious and expensive game, but I mean, what, what, what a radical thought, you know, rein it in. I mean, but you're, you're making games for the PS five and, so? and PC. I mean, don't they I mean, need to be expensive? I mean, like, no, they need to be good. They don't need to be, you know, I, I couldn't, give a toss what the game looks like personally as long as right, but okay, okay but what that's that's fine for us i mean okay gamers look, look at what look at what yeah. just happened to forespoken like it looks really great right but it doesn't play that well i mean to most people and it has right. a terrible story right so you know they're I mean, wasting you, five five years of money on it or however however much it costs Good on them, you know. Good, good job. Well, I mean, they also had a PC version that wasn't didn't work very well. That hurts you as well because in order for the game to sell well, you still you still need, especially when it's a new IP, right? It's different. Final Fantasy is going to sell when it's forespoken. You need some. You need people to be talking good about it uh, immediately. When you have reviews coming out that are terrible, and then your PC players are talking about how the game doesn't work very well on PC, and then it's like. So every ver it works on PS5, but everybody says it's not great. So why am I going to buy this? Especially at seventy dollars. Like, I just don't think that even doing this is going to get them the numbers that they want. Like, well, this might sell ten million instead of five million. Nothing will get them the numbers they want because they're insane. Right? Yeah, I, I do agree that they're insane. Like, if the nostalgia of Final Fantasy VII didn't get you more than the five million, you really think that like. Again, totally grabbing everything from games that do sell that much because they have the Sony name behind them. 
and, uh, and the yeah. You know, then the, it's a problem of have this game. I mean, it's not out yet, so we can't judge at all. But like, right? We can't. It's a, it's a problem of this game having no identity at that point because I'm just going. Oh, he stole a bunch of stuff from Game of Thrones and God of War and other and Devil May Cry. It's like, why is this like again? Why is this called Final Fantasy? Or well, what, I mean, what it, makes, it still what, has. And then, what, I tend to having like dumb chocobos in a really stupid Sid game. Like that's the only. You well, know, I mean it. the the whole Final Fantasy sevens are the entire crux of this story. So I mean you have to put that out there, right? Like their Ifrit and Shiva and Garuda and Ramu, they're all a huge part of this, right? The whole point is that apparently he has a he's like the the Persona Five. Uh, main character. Oh, I can have all of them, and I guess you, you for some reason, you want to learn why he can uh, get all of the summons, right? He can control all the summons, um, yeah, and yet he has a glove that can ha- handle twelve materia summons in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I, I do worry about like. I think it's it's nice to have that flashy game, right? It's it it is cool. It does look cool. And uh, I apologize, Austin. Uh, we have already talked about it, but if you have some ideas that you want for the Elden Ring DLC, Mark thought it was perfect the way it was. He just wanted more content. So if you have some stuff you'd want to see in it, just you know, throw it in the the chat, and we'll we'll discuss it as we're talking about other stuff here. But yeah, I just I don't know. I worry about like they went too much on the flashy side, and I mean that happened a decade yeah. ago. <laughs> right. No, but I mean, like, I mean, that, that was the thing with Final Fantasy 15 as well, right? Uh, there wasn't really much of a challenge in that game. It was really about trying to make everything look cool. and But it did have, aside from the last chapter, which was totally screwed, and then the, the preceding DLC that didn't make the story make sense, the core four characters and their bond together... Yeah, and then this a game nice is, story, right? This game yeah. is ditching the three other, the, basically the three other characters. So you're just like with a jackass, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean that's the thing: is are we going to care about Clive and his plight? Are we going to care about any of this stuff? Probably, are we not. just going to play it? <laughs> I, I mean, that's that is the worry, right? Like I worry about that part. Are we really playing this for the Devil May Cry, and then the rest of the stuff that makes the Final Fantasy? is going to be non-existent and it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable from that perspective. Right. And I'm still excited for this, but I'm definitely now more in the camp of give me Final Fantasy VII rebirth. Like right now at the beginning of the year, 16 was my most anticipated game. I feel like, and then after I saw this gameplay, Hey, I'll play it. I enjoy action games. Uh, I'm not like the biggest Bayonetta fan over. I like Demo May Cry. Um, I know I'm going to be able to play it and it'll be fun. And I'm sure there'll be some challenge in there and, and whatever, but it, it, yeah. It's funny you say Final Fantasy 16 was, is the most wanted game for this year or was, because it didn't even like, make my top eight list. <laughs> oh, okay. So even before this, you weren't really that excited. Nope. So like, did anything that we saw or that was talked about made you, it not made you even less excited? No, because I still I'm still pretty ambivalent about the whole franchise as a whole. If it gets okay. good reviews, I'll I may buy it. If it right. doesn't, oh well. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I mean, who knows if uh, Review Code will appear for that or not? I mean, it is a huge franchise. That when it gets to those big, 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 big games, that's those kind of tend to be harder to come by at that point. But yeah, it's it's one of those where obviously we know what the game is. We know when it's coming out, June twenty second. I'm happy to know now what to expect. Right? I don't feel like there's anything hidden anymore. Uh, they did say that you're going to be able to explore what you see. It's not open world, but it's, um, I guess, open to an extent, but it's not linear. They went out of their way to show, uh, press people that it's not linear. So I guess that's good. I really don't care whether it's linear or not, but to a lot of people that does, that does make a difference. Um, and when you do have that ability to kind of go places, we'll see. There's supposedly a hub world like God of War as well, where I guess you'll get side quests and things like that. So, man, uh, I don't know. It's, it's Final Fantasy. Uh, it is from the front of a lot of people that made Final Fantasy 14, and people seem to love the story in those games. Obviously, that's going much more heavy towards the Final Fantasy part of it. Uh, I have to just give them the benefit of the doubt until the game comes out. But yeah, I am a little bit more on the mixed side as a huge Final Fantasy fan. As, you know, two people that have been playing what is basically a, a, a love note to Final Fantasy with Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line, it's it's just so weird to be talking about this game and kind of feeling like this right now, you know? Not really. Just look at the path of Final Fantasy like for the past 15 years or even 20, you know. 20 years <laughs> yeah but i still i don't know it's just me as a, as a fan of the series i still enjoyed 13 for the most part i wish i had the time to get into 14 i still enjoyed 15 for the most part like there there wasn't something that goes except for like lightning returns it just didn't hit hit with me at See, all like like you're, uh, you're a fan of like the final fantasy franchise as a whole and right. i'm much more i'm always going to be the type of person who looks like the individual games. Okay, like I, let, no, I love Assassin's fine. Creed as a whole, but I recognize there are bad Assassin's Creed games for sure. Yeah. So you you know you're excited for this thing just because it's Final Fantasy, right? Exactly. I'm I'm kind of ambivalent because again I don't particularly care about Final Fantasy, but nothing they've really shown has interested me. And then going, hey, we made a you know magical version of God of War. It's like. Yeah, or I could just play God of War and have a right. better time because you guys aren't going to top that. Yeah, uh, very true. Um, and, are they going to be able to? No, they're not. And and you know you you also going like oh you can the whole story of the summons is like dumb to me because like they're not going to have the like, they're not going to explore like the head the 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 pathos of Cactar or all the dumb shit they've done in past games like oh what what is the the history of Knights of the Round Table or <laughs> The fucking Doom Train from Final Fantasy VIII, or you know, dumb bullshit they've had. I don't know if they're going to include any of those, but sure. <laughs> yeah, just you know, it's just like every, yeah. you know, the, like the four yeah, or five, all, the, the traditional ones. ones that have always been in every single one, which like, are uh, boring as shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just they kind of went this route with ten, but ten still had its own like overarching story. They were just kind of well, a plot point. Yeah, yeah. ten. Ten, the whole thing was just trying to find him, but like the right. gameplay of ten is still largely a very traditional Final Fantasy game, like turn-based, 
Yeah, but the, you know? but these summons were a big part of that like system. Kind of. Right? Yeah, but not really. I mean, you can pl- play through most of that game without even using them if you really want to do. Yeah, but I mean, it it felt like a big deal because they had their own HP bar and like you could you could change the battle on its head by have, pulling the summon out or whatever. It wasn't just like oh, an extra magical attack that I'm using. Yeah. This is like, oh, now it's its own thing. And they're kind of going more towards that of, oh, you're going to have these icon versus icon battles. And they're going to be these flashy big things with QTEs and and whatever. And uh, we're going to like, oh, and there's going to be different kinds too. There's one that's supposed to be like a space area or something. Like, uh, you mentioned that. They, they tried, they're going to try to make each one of these feel different, which I guess that'll be a, sort of a fun adventure in each one of those but yeah I, i'm still kind of a little bit tepid as far as that goes um to how that's going to work so austin did give uh a lot here to talk basically he's talking about i think more of the like what the story is going to involve possibly for yeah, uh this that, shadow that, of the earth tree doesn't matter <laughs> uh, which i know you don't you don't care about, but he, he did say that, you know, every Dark Souls DLC has done three things. Extended lore, more weapons, and better bosses. Uh, that will probably all be something that's going to be in there, uh, for sure. And those are the things you said you wanted, right? You want, uh, yeah. you know, more weapons, better bosses, uh, all that stuff. He said that it's going to follow up on the Halik tree. And, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you, know, you probably have comments. no idea. I mean, it's yeah. Material. Like, really. yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of. I, I saw some YouTubers that were talking about uh, it's probably going to follow the Miguela story and uh, what happened with her and focus on that. Which again, that's really cool for people that have, that follow the lore and everything. I uh, pressed the wrong button and it didn't mean to remove you, <laughs> Mark. But uh, yeah, like thank you, Austin, for for giving us that. It's just Mark happens to be one of those. He he loves the everything about the ring. Just the story is not. Uh, present. the present part of it that he um enjoys but oh Michaela, sorry as as a guy but um and i'm sure that like i saw a lot of people and this is why Elden ring was uh what it was it was uh nominated for uh narrative of the year for did it win can it, yeah. or god of war one right yeah uh but it was nominated right so there was enough people that really enjoyed the story of Elden Ring that, like Austin, are, are going down these lore paths and are really excited for what that could bring for this. And, um, you know, if there's going to be ties to anything else that uh, involves, you know, Ben Namco or whatever, but... Um, you open, you open yeah. a portal and Naruto pops up. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, get transported back to Demon Souls or Dark Souls era there yeah. uh, with, with Naruto in tow. Um, so yeah, well, I'm sure that they will give us a lot of info as we get closer to whenever this game is going to release, which I hope they don't rush it out. Like, I hope that they take their time, like they did with the initial Elden Ring, uh, and give us a, a good, great DLC that, that we're sitting there trying to put up there with game of the year again, you know, like you don't, you don't want it to be one of those middling things that and it comes out. You can promptly ignore it like Elden Ring. Yeah, well, definitely I will because uh, I did not play. Um, there was a a new game that hit Game Pass, uh, Wulong. Uh, was it Fallen Dynasty or something? And 
as soon as somebody told me it was like a poor version of Sekiro, I was like, nope, I'm not even going to bother because I know I'm just going to die. The the phrases get good. Are you, would you if let's say you had it, Game Pass, would, would you even, you know, because you're not a big. Uh, I'd probably just play with the end. So, yeah, okay. it'd be fine, you know. Or yeah, supposedly co-op's actually really good in that game. But yeah, th- of course, that's made for the people that made Neo. So, you know, you get get some of those vibes. Uh, and Austin said he's he's in on, yes, it is pretty much sort of like a, I guess you could call it a, a companion to Sekiro. So if that's for you, it's there on Game Pass, or if you want to go buy it, you definitely can. Uh, I don't know if that demo is still out there as well. I've heard the the first boss is ridiculous and then after that it kind of like levels out so if you get past the first boss then yeah uh keep going i guess so uh that being said i guess since we're always we were already talking about square enix i guess we should just lump the more businessy stuff uh together which i'm sure some this might be where some people like nope out here which not meaning to i just know this is not everybody's favorite part of the thing um also should mention that Yoshi P made it very clear there will not be a PC version within six months of when Final Fantasy 16 releases. They're going to take their time with that. So it may not come out for nine months or a year after, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Final Fantasy 7 came out like the day exclusivity ended. Uh, did we? You played Dark Tide, right? No. No? Is that the okay. Warhammer game? The Warhammer game, yeah. I played the demo or the beta. It was terrible. <laughs> okay, it was a demo. Yeah, I've heard middling things about it. Either yeah, there were people, some people that liked it. Good, yeah, it's the progression or whatever. So they had exactly. Like, yeah, it wasn't the best like received of the Warhammer games uh, for of, sure. Of the twenty Warhammer games that released every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're making one, another one, right now. I can't remember. They're making what. at least three of them. Yeah. Of, you know. Yeah, and then aren't they making like the movie? Uh, no, I swear it's a TV we talked. Okay, TV show. That's right. Uh, doing it or like someone's like or uh, Henry Cavill. That was it. Yep, yep. Henry Cavill's the one doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean he yeah because he got taken off uh, Witcher to do Superman. Then they told him no, and then uh, he couldn't go back to Witcher. So I guess yeah. Um, We'll we'll see. I as far as uh, going back to what we were um, discussing here, Square Enix basically is merging Luminous Productions, the people that made Forspoken, and some of the people that made Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, some some members of that team were still around, but for the most part, this was a different team. And then they're merging them into Square Enix proper by like May first. So they're going to use some of the technology and all that stuff to, you know, is, further on. But yeah, this is a, this is a reward for uh, Forspoken for doing so well, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Forspoken did not do well. <laughs> it's probably not going to resurrect itself, whether they fix the problems or not, um, because at the base, it's not technical issues. It's problems with the game that that's just how the game is. Uh, right. They are still going to do the DLC, supposedly. Well, they have to, uh, right? But it'll be like the most. I imagine it's going to be like the most half-assed or like recycled content in the world. 
it's so weird to like hear you sometimes agree with everybody's take on Forspoken, but then you kind of had a different take on Forspoken. So it's like, I mean, I like it because it's kind of janky and like you know, okay. uh, but I mean, I still think the game had like, I mean, the actual gameplay was fine to me personally, but it's just the story is terrible. Austin was asking, I guess, if Dark Tide is as good as any other Left 4 Dead style survival co-op game. Both no. the Vermin Tides didn't do well at launch. Nope. I would say like Vermin Tide Two was actually a a pretty decent game. Uh, I liked what I played of it. Um, of I course, it helped. It, so. Yeah, uh, like I thought it was a fun game for what it was uh, in that like Left for Dead style. But again, like there's if we we've tried this Left for Dead style comeback with so many of these um, that. Also, like after playing Back for Blood, and you can get the—I don't know if you can now. Technically, uh, by the time you're hearing this, it's probably already off the store. But if you go right this second, you can go get that Evil Dead game for free on PS Plus. Uh, yeah, and I, and try some I think of that. I forgot to even get that because I, like, I don't care really. So <laughs> I, I didn't realize it until I turned the PS5 on this weekend. Then I was like, "Oh crap, I, I didn't get these, and I thought I did." So let me hurry up and get them before the. The new one comes out. Um, but that, g- going back to the, um, yeah. Square Enix <laughs> dumping their CEO as well. Yeah, Square Enix is like, well, to be fair, I don't know if they're bumping him or he, he said he stepped down, supposedly. Austin says that he judges games on how fun they are, which is why he disagrees with you a lot. Uh, I, I do agree with you, Austin. Games should be fun, first and foremost. Um, but... Sometimes that fun can be fleeting, uh, as I'll I'll talk about when when we get to the talk about games we play this week. But yeah, so supposedly Square Enix wants to replace their CEOs, and apparently they want to do it by June of this year, if possible. Uh, he's he's kind of been you know all he's been talking about for a while has been blockchain, and uh, that's going to be the new future and all of that stuff, and then. You have this new president, um, Takashi Kiryu, uh, who's actually relatively young, and you don't see that a lot with presidents of especially Japanese companies. And he kind of has different ideas, but he also like comes from that Web3 world as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is good or bad. Like, it seems like. We're just replacing one person that's been thinking about how blockchain might be a good idea to another person that really seems to be sold on that concept because he he formerly worked at Dentsu Innovation and Initiative, uh, which is based what they do is they scout new and disruptive technologies that, which include blockchain and Web 3.0. I don't know. I, I just I mean they do already have Squareness does have like original IPs development for blockchain games or whatever, but it's like I don't know. Everything that we've seen about games going in this direction hasn't been well received. So I don't know. I don't really know what what the thought process is here, other than like, oh, let's try to be ahead of the curve. Yeah. Out. <laughs> I mean, look at, look so, at Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. So like, just to, to like look back at this, um, really quick. Like, so if you look at the timeline of Square like what they've been doing recently, right? We've had the big productions like Final Fantasy VII Remake. We've had Forspoken. 
Uh, we've had the smaller stuff, right, with uh, Octopath Traveler 2 that just came out, that that's been extremely well received. I just got a code for that today. It's downloaded, ready to go. I don't, hopefully, I will get to play it starting tomorrow. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, they sold off all their, uh, most of their Western stuff to Embracer Group to kind of get back to basics. I mean, do you think any of this stuff sort of pans out for them? I mean, they, they lowered the amount of business units that they had. Like, is there one thing that you can point to and go, okay, that's good. Or is everything kind of just bad? Oh, what was the, uh, I feel like the, all the team Asano stuff, all the HD 2D stuff, that's positive, right? Uh, triangle strategy sold a million copies. That's incredible for being a new IP strategy game. I know for Square Enix, it's probably not going to be nothing. Uh, they want everything to sell like 10 million copies. Uh, Live Alive had wonderful critical acclaim. Love, you know, you really enjoyed it. I haven't gotten to play it yet. Uh, Talked about Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, Bravely Default did well. So all of that stuff seems to be doing okay. But then you have the like, what the hell is Tokyo RPG Factory doing after the bunch of flops that they had right so dragon quest dragon quest is in good hands right now Dragon quest uh, doesn't do well over here but it's still i mean it's sold extreme grand quest 11 sold extremely well yeah uh the best it's sold i think perhaps ever for the franchise which hey better now than never right um you had like other stuff like world ends with you uh that that kind of came out. I think Square Enix's biggest problem for me, they are really bad about marketing. We get a huge marketing campaign, which is understandable, Final Fantasy, whatever, right? But like everything else they release, it's just, it comes out. And it's like, yo, like, why are we not talking about Autopath? I mean, the, the critics are, the, the people that are playing it are, but you're not really harping it you know you're not really promoting it uh you know live alive came out and that really felt like if it wasn't for nintendo publishing that thing that wouldn't have gotten much press but then look at all the star ocean and valkyrie elysium and all that other stuff that came out and it's like all right it's out there people go find it like do you really how do you expect that to sell i don't know that's just me because they attach names to these games and think think that's a that's the only thing that matters. I mean, I don't really know that some of these names. I mean, like Dealfield Chronicle, that really just bounces off the. the I tongue know. Or anything, yeah, I mean, but, like you know, the yeah. Star Ocean game. Or yeah. The other thing you mentioned. Uh, the the Saga games, right? That that they've been they basically almost. I don't. I mean, there's probably still some that they haven't put out yet, but they've been remastering all the Saga games. Uh, I'm sure they've been selling okay, right? Symbiogenesis. Yeah, or like they're kind of just out there or they're out there in the ether somewhere. We'll find out when they when they're gonna release. Yeah, they I don't know. That's to me, that's their biggest issue is marketing. Right. And then it feels like they had all these things in development. They're like, oh well, we gotta put it out now. And okay, we'll just put it out. And it's like other than the Final Fantasy VII stuff that seems to have a a cadence and a flow to it, right? 
everything else is just kind of like, yeah. I mean, we haven't really seen much from the other two Dragon Quest things that are being developed, like 12 and the remaster of 3. So, I don't know. I, I really hope that they get their stuff together with if they're going to bring in a new president. Like, let's get some cohesion. Let's get some... Let's get some flow to this stuff. Let's get some marketing behind these games. Uh, if you're positioning yourself for an acquisition by Sony or somebody, which sometimes I feel like that's what they're doing as well. Like they keep bringing all this consolidation stuff, making it smaller, having all these sort of different uh, business units condensing. Like it feels like they're just begging for Sony or somebody to go, hey, buy us, please. So we don't have to keep spending so much money on games and then not getting the sales that we need. Right. Cause that's why they sold off the Western part because they kept having these crazy sales numbers that they needed to hit. And unfortunately not that many people bought guardians of the galaxy, even though that was a freaking great game, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the crap out of it. It sucks. That seems like a lot of people, other people didn't get to, but man, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can just keep harping on Square Enix forever, but I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll, 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 we won't really see much of this for a long while because when you have changes like this, it's not like they happen immediately. Other than okay, they might cancel some games or something, or they might, uh, you know, move some people around or whatever. But I, yeah, I just hope things improve for them. It's not like again, they're releasing some really good stuff. It's just. Eventually, if your stuff doesn't sell what you need it to, that stuff goes away. So um, as much as some people may not want to support Final Fantasy 16 because they don't like what is in the game, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Of like, well, if we don't buy this, it shows them that we don't want that. We want it to be something else. But also, if you don't buy it, it might be a long while before we see another Final Fantasy single yes, player new thing but given yeah it's their choice to make this kind of fantasy the way they're making it right so when it doesn't sell or doesn't sell as they want they won't learn the lesson oh make what make what people want they'll learn the lesson oh it was you know it was too forward thinking or they'll come up with a million reasons why it didn't sell as opposed to be fucked up are they still working on the apartment downstairs from you no okay because it's Every now and then it feels like somebody's like hammering or nope. it's like something's moving uh, by you. I don't know if you're hitting something by accident. So just to, I guess, go back to things being announced, uh, Paradox Interactive had a like thing uh, today. <laughs> yeah, like an announcement show, which I forgot that they had partnered with Xbox on this. I guess the biggest news was that City Skylines 2 is going to come out and then going to be day one Game Pass. Uh, sure. um, I don't know. Where where are you on this uh, the City Skylines? I probably won't play it, uh, but I'm sure it'll be good because, you know, City Skylines was good and I'm happy they're making it. Or I'm good on them for continuing the franchise because, you know, they ain't going to make a SimCity ever again. I mean, they are making... Uh, you know, Civ, so there's... But there's no, that's, that. a that's, a oh, that's for access, right. Game. Never mind, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I don't, oh, well, I mean, yeah, why not, like, at least go with the franchise that people sort of... I, like, I, mean, I, I wonder... 
I wonder how much people would actually like go for, okay, we're going to use SimCity. Like, not at <laughs> all, because there's yeah. no trust in EA anymore. And I mean, Max is already gone. Right. So, and knowing EA would be some like mobile piece of shit. Um, I don't, I don't know how much of a, I played some of the, I played some of kind of strike, you know, way back in the day. Yeah. So um, it was good. Or, you know, DE dust two was, works pretty well. So I, I don't know how much, um, you know, you would play a counter strike two or anything, but it's apparently going to be announced according to a rumor and reportedly enter beta as soon as this month. Uh, according to uh, Richard Lewis, a prominent esports journalist, so I, I've seen the new the idea that it's probably just going to be like an up, up an engine upgrade as like to Source Engine two or something along those lines. Or I mean, it ain't going to be like a, a boxed product or you know some full price thing. Right. It'll probably just be very analogous to if if it is like more content, it'll be analogous to like you know Overwatch two. Only hopefully not as shitty. <laughs> That'd be. I don't know. I I feel like what you're like. Obviously, you could do well with having a Counter Strike Two come out after all this time of Counter Strike existing, but Counter Strike is still doing well in the esports arena. You don't really have to do this, but I guess it's what it'd be like more of like an Overwatch Two, right? Of just kind of having the same things, but just adding some new ones and. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they also talked recently about upgrading or uh, actually adding in more content to, te- to Team Fortress 2. So it's like someone at Valve finally woke up and like, hey, we have we own games. You should do something yeah. with them. <laughs> right? I mean, it may help you sell more Steam decks. I don't know. I mean, not yeah. that they really need help with that necessarily because I don't really think that they're going to put that in stores anytime soon. But I don't think ever. I think there's always going to just go online. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if they're going to, like, have they ever released figures of how all that's sold yet? Or No, I doubt they ever oh. will. I mean, because they're a private company, so they don't really need to. Yeah, they don't have to. But it would be interesting if they ever did, uh, yeah. just to see, like, comparisons. And it might be because people are going to make comparisons to the consoles. Right. Uh, and they don't really want that. They want it to kind of be a thing for... The hardcore game player and go, hey, it's here if you want it, you know, although it, it is a, a thing that now is might be a crawl on Nintendo's side uh, when they release the, the next one, you know, uh, or if they release the next switch or whatever. Did they have to try to steal some things from it to to make the original switch games work? We'll see. Speaking of wanting to continue on. Things respawn apparently wants to make a trilogy with the Star Wars Jedi series. Uh, you know that Jedi Survivor, the second game in the series, is going to come out April 28th now. Um, they really want to continue Kyle Kiesis' story, yeah. and I'm all for that. Uh, you well, really like the, the first like game, like I've always so. said, they should just give that guy a show, <laughs> especially with uh, you know, how well at least. It feels like critically, I don't know about how well it did for Disney Plus's like numbers and or did. You would think that like having something, especially with how we've, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it again here in a little bit. Uh, more and more of these uh, video game, video games are the new like 
in thing of uh, let's find a video game to make a franchise out of. Let's tr- let's make a video game to make a TV series out of. Uh, well, the they they've mined all the comic books they can, or that you know all the major yeah. ones. So. Well, yeah. But I mean, the, these franchises do have names. They do carry cachet. People are interested in them. There is a reason for that. Uh, so, and why not? This is a way to marry video games and Star Wars, like two big things. Uh, why not do that? You know, yeah. um, I I would hope that maybe somebody at Disney is talking to EA and saying, hey, what can we do here? You know, um, but I don't know. I wonder if, if Disney's even thought about it. I wonder if anybody's even brought that up to Disney at all. Uh, that would be an interesting conversation to have with an EA person. Have y'all talked to Disney at all about a possible Cal Kestis Star Wars Jedi series? Yeah. Um, just to see if that's that's been a conversation. But as far as the games go, I'm excited for the second game. I'm glad it got delayed, so it's not happening smack dab in the middle of like Resident Evil Four coming out the week after. Uh, right. But you know, we'll and I'll definitely have the opportunity to be further done with the the backlog and be caught up by then to be able to play this. Um, and then, of course, it comes out with enough time before the one that everybody wants to stay away from, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, uh, that it could do pretty well at least for a few weeks there. Uh, so yeah, let's hope I, all things considered EA will probably give them the green light. Uh, and I'm sure Disney will as well. So is, I think it's a matter of like, if more than when, or more when than if, sorry, uh, that gets announced. Uh, unless for some reason the second one just bombs, which I don't think that's, that's going to happen. Right. Uh, however, I am worried uh, I've been worried about this ever since it was announced because it's uh, has to do with uh, Telltale returning and this being like their big. I mean, it's not the only thing they're working on, obviously, but it's their like one like original, I guess, well, ish kind of. original ish <laughs> IP that you know, it's based on a comic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, but I'm just saying like this is from one of the first ones. Right. Let's right. say that one of the ones that got them popular. Uh, first Wolf Among Us, which I loved a lot. And then they announced Wolf Among Us 2. And it's just been continuously like secretly delayed or they just don't talk about it. or And then all of a sudden, they just made an announcement that Wolf Among Us 2 is not going to come out this year. It's getting delayed till next year, which uh, I'm always happy to see a team delay rather than force a game to come out. And you have more, you know, you're still having games today. Forspoken was one of them that comes out and it's not performing the best. Right. So, and he specifically mentions crunch in this as well. They don't want to do crunch again. Uh, so I'm all for that as well. Like, let's not do crunch. Let's have this come out when it's ready. Are, like, where are you with this, uh, this series? I guess, like, are you I, sort of I really excited like it. about it? Or? Yep, but I don't have a ton of faith. And their ability to pull it off, just given how, you know, thin Telltale got at the end. And they were stretching in a million different ways. And they had, like, no, like, all they were doing is pumping out, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or, you know, uh, Walking Dead Season 4 and all that other crap. Man, you got, and they just fell into, like, a huge rut. And their engine could not handle it at all. 
So then switching Unreal Engine 5 is probably good for like the action bits, but who knows about the writing. Yeah, I mean, that is a concern because, like like you said, they were... I mean, that's one of the things, right? They don't want to follow that same model again of, yeah. hey, we're, we got 5 million things going on. This will come out and we'll see, I guess. Hope you like it. Like now they don't feel forced to just, oh, we got to keep finding the next big thing and, and make a game a bit about that, you know? Uh, right. So. And I, yeah. it got to the end, it got to the point at the end where it was like, aside from like the actual story or the, the property, every other, every one of their games felt the same. Oh yeah. Like, exactly looked, the same. Looked the yeah. same, had the same engine problems or the same engine yep. You know, hiccups and you could almost sit there. Yeah, exactly. You could almost play any other games and go, Oh, this is where it's going to have the stutter. Oh, this is where it's going to like cut out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to erase your save file. Oh, look at the diminishing returns on the Walking Dead series, how much they've milked that thing. Uh, you know, not as much as a TV show, but yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean. They've really, really tried to go back to the well so many times with that. And it was like, right. after the original story was done, it was like, okay, we really should have stopped there. Um, and I, I really love Loaf Among Us 1, so I'm hoping that they nail it with this just because, um, you know. I mean, it's the same problem. I mean, it, they didn't obviously, Telto didn't do this one, obviously. Look at uh, New Tales of the Borderlands. Yeah. Like, you know, that first game was. It had its issues, but it was really good. Or really, it was really one of their better ones in that time frame that they were making yeah. all those games. And you know, oh. Gearbox took over to go the second one. It's like, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> yep, yeah, definitely can tell. It's got all the Gearbox trademarks there, uh, which all the, all, the, all the dick jokes and you know all the stupid crap. Yeah, uh, like let's not. Right. Um, I, I forgot that other. Th- I know they're working on another. Is it a Star Trek thing or? Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem like they've been really, I mean, like, talking much about that one, so... They, they At any point, they should probably have three games in development. Like, one nearing the end, or, like, one in, like, really active development, one in, like, mid-development, and then one, one in early development. Oh, you no, know, it's it, not that, uh, Star... It's um The Expanse. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they are and doing, then they're like, making well, another Sam and Max, right? Yeah, well, someone someone else is making a Star Trek show, also. I think the yeah. Star Trek uh, game. Yeah, so you're right about that. They definitely should have all those. Um, I'm gl- I'm just glad they're not like. Uh, so suppose, yeah, right now it's just those two: Wolf Among Us two, and then the Expanse series, yeah. which that doesn't even have a. Do, I mean, now, yeah, it has. I think it has a trailer, or like just a. Right, that initial trailer, and yeah. that's it. And then, like, that one's being done by Deck Nine as well, so it's, like, not necessarily the same people that are working on Wolf Among Us either. So, I mean, that's that's good, too. I don't really want to see them getting stretched out and, and working, like, everybody on a million things. So that's, yeah. that's good, too. Uh, I did mention that, you know, uh, it's funny because I feel like we've talked about this, like, for weeks now, and I said that, Oh, they weren't going to make a Detective Pikachu 2. Uh, you kept saying, like, why don't they make another one? Uh, yeah. And I apologize. It had nothing to do with Ryan Reynolds. It was Justice Smith, the 
the one that played the main character. Yeah, the teenager, the adult. Tim, I think. The, yeah, Tim. Um, who said, I don't think it's going to happen in 2021. Yeah. Uh, I think we just have to kind of bury our hopes. I don't think it's going to happen. I really hope so. Honestly, I'm such a huge fan. But who knows? And that's that's what it was left at. Really, nobody talked about it again after that. It was kind of like, oh, it's dead. Right. And then out of nowhere, this week, um, supposedly there's a director, uh, Jonathan Crisell, who worked on Portlandia Baskets for FX. Um, he might – he's currently talking to Legendary Entertainment right now about doing a sequel. Uh, and then also Chris Galetta, who did Kings of Summer, uh, would be writing the script and all. And he does think that Rob Reynolds could show up in the sequel as well, just to kind of put that out there. I mean, I mean, he I mean, also we should, <laughs> I mean, should remember that Nintendo is also well, not Nintendo, I guess Pokemon Company and Nintendo are also supposedly working on a Detective Pikachu two, which nobody has heard anything about for a long time as well. <laughs> so, right. um. Don't know how much that will have anything to do with the other, but yeah, I kind of agree in the whole considering what you would expect the Mario movie is going to make, right? Um, if that thing doesn't get close to what we've seen big movies make, which is close to the billion mark, I think that might be a little bit of a disappointment for people. Uh, I don't know about Nintendo. Nintendo might just be happy to get close to that. I don't know what their like internal hopes are, but the fact that like the Pokemon Detective Pikachu two did not do as well as like even like War I think the Warcraft is technically the number one video game movie, right? Yeah, but that's um, in China, right? Yeah, that too. Better gonna happen again, or you know, especially with. Well, but I think we also got to remember, like, didn't Detective Pikachu two come out like close to like when Avengers Endgame was coming out, also, and like. There were some other things coming out around it that like made it sink really fast after like the first couple of weeks or uh, whatever, where it's like, yeah, even if people wanted to keep seeing that, there's other movies now that people are definitely going to be seeing. So I hope that they pick a better window for it, obviously. Um, but I really like the first movie. So um, as far as like, it isn't the like, you know, oh, I, it isn't the the anime come to life or whatever, which I think a lot, was what a lot of people want, right? They wanted, I think people kind of want the, they wanted the Ash, like, oh, he finally got his moment thing in a movie and not animated, but on, on the big screen. Uh, and that's probably not going to happen. So people kind of need to understand I'm a, that. <laughs> I'm only a fan of yeah. Ash is on the screen if he's played by Chris Pratt. <laughs> I mean, he it, it didn't take him like twenty five years to get to the point, so it would kind of be appropriate, right? Like, yeah, he was the same age for twenty five years, so like, oh well, we had to age him up now. So Chris Pratt is what he looks like now. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, that would be uh, interesting, but yeah, I mean, I to me. I would kind of want to see Ryan Reynolds like come back for this. I don't know that he needs to be, you know, in the hole in the, maybe he doesn't I, need to voice Pikachu necessarily. But. Again, I, I doubt he'll show up in like, he may show up as like 
the voice, but I'm only going to show up as like the. Well, it depends if they even follow the same storyline or same characters. You know, right? They could just do something completely new. And just yeah, get, they could get uh, whatever uh, Danny DeVito to finally voice them. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'd be kind of weird if they finally got it after they didn't get him for the first movie. It's like, well, just, oh, hey, they got him now. Detective, or you know, just another cop and transformed into a Pikachu. Yeah. Um, really, I, I, uh, really quickly, just because I, I've started to now put like all of this stuff in a segment uh, at the bottom. This um, Microsoft, Sony, uh, Activision Blizzard business, because again, it feels like it's just an ever revolving door that's not going to end until who knows. But there is some progress. There's apparently rumors going around that the EU is now going to perhaps pass the deal. Uh, that it's all about the CMA and the FTC now. But one of those reasons is because the FTC has now forced Sony to have to present uh, any of its exclusive agreements that it has made since 2019. Microsoft had initially wanted since 2012, but the FTC was like, yeah, okay, we don't need to go back that far. But Y'all do need a, this whole thing about, oh, well, this is too complicated and we don't want to have to translate some of this stuff. And basically, we don't want nobody to find out any of this information, uh, which, yeah. you know, hey, if I'm Sony, I don't want anybody to find out this information either. We don't want anybody finding out uh, like that leaked uh, thing about, you know, that came out about Resident Evil Village that Sony had paid money for so that Resident Evil Village couldn't be on Game Pass. Uh, we don't really want Sony doesn't want people to see how much money they basically put out to block titles from showing up on Game Pass, right? Because yeah. uh, immediately, you know what's going to happen. It, not only is it going to be constant warrior nonsense, you're going to be like, yo, Sony's spending that much money just to block a game from being on something? Like, damn, bro, it's that serious. <laughs> like... Um, it's all a business, you know. It's not. No, I, I agree. I agree. no. Look, I'm totally. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't like the practice ethically. I don't like it. But is it a smart thing by Sony? Yes, of course it is. Like, why would you willingly allow Microsoft to have everything they could possibly have because they have more money than you do? Like, right. they could literally, if they wanted to, give all of these companies money that could just be like. Yo, put it on Game Pass. And then if you get that many games on your service, that many big games, yeah, I'm going to switch over to Xbox because look at all the money I'm saving. However, what I've always said from the beginning, and you fought me on this, is now let's be honest here. Microsoft's saying this because, again, they're, they're downplaying everything when it comes to Call of Duty, when it comes to, like, helping them get this merger across the line. But I do agree with them in a sense. Like, I don't think that there's going to be, if you already bought a PS5 and you play most, most of your games on PS5 or Call of Duty's already come, going to come to the PS5, I don't think you're trading in your PS5 tomorrow and buying the Xbox for that. Like, could you get people that haven't bought a PS5 yet to switch over to the Xbox series because of Game Pass? Maybe. Possibly. Yes, you sure can. But I also think there's a large part of the gaming community that doesn't give a flying flip about Game Pass. 
and or doesn't know that what Game Pass is. And like they're going to buy the system that their friends have. And if everybody has a PlayStation, they're going to buy the damn PlayStation. So in a way, I don't think that you're going to have this huge flux of people buying Xboxes now because Call of Duty is on Game Pass. Like, I don't know. I just, if you're not going to get Game Pass for anything, you're just going to pay your $70 and be on your merry way. I don't, I don't know. That's just me. Like, I don't, if Microsoft was trying to make Call of Duty exclusive, then I think this is a different argument. And I would be totally in agreement with you, Mark, that, yeah, that would move the needle. But they're not trying to do that. So, I don't well, know. That, that's yeah, what they're like, saying. They're not trying to do that yet. <laughs> you know? But they, but like what you said, too, they gain, they stand to lose more money by making Call of Duty exclusive than letting PlayStation people buy it and give them money. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's like Minecraft, again, like the whole Minecraft argument. Like, if they would have made Minecraft made a Minecraft 2 and made it exclusive to Xbox, PC, and all the stuff that Microsoft uh, supports. They're just, like, leaving money on the table. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, look at uh, Starfield. Starfield's, I think, a different animal, though. Like at Redfall. Or, I mean... like uh, we're, we're talking about, like, largely single-player experiences, aside from Redfall, right? But I think when you... When you, it's different. I feel like for Microsoft to shell out uh, what they have for these other studios or for Bethesda's publisher compared to what you're shelling out for Activision right. Blizzard, uh, and most of Activision well, por- Blizzard's yeah, portfolio it, is multiplayer. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a good analogy. Sure. Yeah. But I basically, you know. Yeah. Could they? Could they get some more money by making uh, X- PlayStation Five players pay for Redfall? Sure. But I mean, are there going to be this huge now Elder Scrolls and Fallout? I will agree. You're losing something there. I do agree that maybe you should think about that because those are legacy IPs that did in some way exist on PlayStation. But that goes to the other argument of here's Sony money hiding everything they possibly can. Why should we give Sony stuff then? Microsoft like, should just stop being a uh, console maker. It's become a game game publisher. <laughs> <laughs> that they could do, right? That's just, that question just, was asked. Just go to Sony. Just go to yeah. Sega route, rather. <laughs> I mean, they did ask Phil Spencer that question. He said no, but he answered it. So it's not like that's not ever been on the table. Of well, yeah. what happens if you don't get this deal? Are they going to sell Xbox? And of course, this led to people like. Yeah, uh, you know, starting this rumor about oh, if this deal gets blocked, they're going to sell Xbox and right. whatever. Like, um, I don't think Microsoft spends all this money that they're doing, and they're going to sell Xbox. It's still doing well enough, even without well, Activision remember, Blizzard. Remember, remember the the rumor a few years ago that they're trying to sell Xbox? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing that worries me more than anything is the rumors of mismanagement that keep happening. Uh for every like let's say Psychonauts or Obsidian, you have all these other studios that like can't seem to freaking put a game out. Right. And it's like, at some point, what is going on? It, or it's like, 
is nobody at Xbox like there telling? I mean, I get it. Like, you don't have to be overbearing, but it's like nobody telling them like, "Hey, yo, what are y'all doing? Like, where are we progress wise? Like, why is this not in a better state? Like, don't you know, worry, man. We're, we're eventually gonna get Fable, <laughs> Perfect Dark. <laughs> yeah, but like, I wonder if somebody above Phil Spencer's eventually like is is Satira Nadella eventually gonna be like, "Yo, Phil, um." These games need to start coming out like now. Yeah. And if they don't, something's going to happen. Heads are going to start rolling. Yeah. Uh, like, like what happened to 343, it's going to happen a lot more. And I wonder if that changes somebody's tune there. That's like the coalition. Like, they should have been working on Gear 6, you know, for the past three years. Not, I guess we'll start it now after, after our other, other games have been canceled it's like yeah like we didn't really have a direction with those games as seems like i mean like dude the initiative has been around for a while now and we have no progress on perfect dark look what happened with Everwild. they had to restart that thing again all the people that left the initiative that said yo there was like no direction here yeah and it's like ouch like that's that's not cool like that's this is a big company we're not talking about like uh, Joe Blow and their friends started an indie studio and they kind of lost their way halfway through. This is like a big company. Like, yeah. you, you know, y'all got big franchises. Y'all got people buying your console, buying Game Pass, buying all this stuff for you. Uh, you're selling appliances, for God's sakes, off your Xboxes. Now they're selling a Series S toaster. Um they're, you're selling yeah, a freaking much, much yeah. better than, than you know Gear Six or a good Halo. Yeah, or, yeah. Know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like y'all are selling all this crap, but y'all can't figure yeah. out how to manage a game studio so they can put out a game. Right. Like, it makes you wonder. Like, is Obsidian working because they left all the Obsidian people alone, and they started, and and when they have to start something new, when it's like Xbox people running it. They don't know what to do like that. Like, yeah, it just, it, it worries me. It worries me. I, mean, I think Obsidian like, works because Obsidian has always worked. And, you know, a lot of these, yeah. a lot of games, or a lot of the studios they bought, you have a, you have a questioning eye too. Like, why'd you buy a compulsion when they made We Happy Feet? It's like, really? You bought, you bought them? The one, the one that worries me a lot. And I saw this and I was like, you know, wait a minute. That's so true. Like, um, was it, is it Team Ninja that makes, uh, uh, Hellblade? Uh, so no. the, oh, um, who is it that makes Ninja Theory? Ninja Theory. Sorry. I it was Ninja in the name. Yeah. That Ninja Theory, Hellblade 1 came out in 2017. Look at all the games that have, co- the big games that came out around it. They've all had sequels by now. Right. Like, Hellblade 2 kind of went quiet last year and then nothing, right? See, nothing. We had developer direct, nothing. Like, to be fair, Ninja Theory made that stupid bleeding edge game, you know, that. uh, Well, yeah, but I mean, come on. uh, That's one of those things of like, yo, for every hi fi rush, we have stuff like bleeding edge. It's like, why? You know, like, so. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I just, I really worry about Mike Microsoft. Outside of Forza, it's like they really have not been able to, and Obsidian, they just, they have not been able to 
to get things going. And, and that's the thing that that's more worrisome than them buying studios and spending money and putting things on Game Pass and whatever, you know? Um, not so much as Sony. Sony is really, they have limited the scope of what Game Pass could be because the amount of, you know, the scope of the games that could be on there that could really make the service like even more. I mean, I know you're going to be like, oh, that's just BS. But I seriously have like thought about it some months like how much am i really using game pass like i might just like not pay for it this month or whatever because there's been months where i like i don't use it at all and because like i don't remember which year it was there was a year we were literally getting quality stuff like every single month and then after that that's when sony started like putting the hammer down and being like yo uh we're not letting this happen no more. Like, like after MLB, the show basically got, you know, taken from, taken from them and made to be put on other systems. And then MLB made that deal with Microsoft there. It was really embarrassing for them that they were like, yo, this is not happening ever again, you know? And it'd be, it'd be, yeah, it'd, it'd be funny if this is all like all the call duty activism and stuff is just revenge for MLB, the show. Yeah. Would be right. Uh, they definitely don't want that on Game Pass, and they've said it that they don't want it on PS Plus because they don't want them to feel like we're okay with it being on Game Pass because they don't want to. They want people buying the game and getting themselves, obviously. So, yeah. Um, but that being said, Mark, Phil Spencer did say he, there's some GoldenEye type announcements that are coming in this summer showcase that they're doing, wherever, whenever it is that they're doing it. They're going to fix the fix the port of GoldenEye finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like well. I don't think that the Xbox version was the one that was messed up. It was no, the Nintendo. Messed, it, yeah. Messed up in different ways. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of something that, like, is nostalgic from them that I would really, really want them to to announce. I they're mean. They're going to put out an HD port of that GoldenEye game that EA made. <laughs> I mean, you can finally get your Blinks to Time Sweeper HD, right? That's that's going to sell. Like, a million, everybody's going to start subscribing to Game Pass because of that. That and Conquer. Uh, yeah, especially Conquer. My God. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll have a cross branding <laughs> with Nintendo and make a Conquer Amiibo, and he'll finally be in. <laughs> yeah. Smash Brothers. And- exactly. I'll get put in Smash. And, um,. <laughs> I honestly, I just really can't like at the, you know, they they just don't have the big, those franchises from like back in the day that they no longer make that I'm just You're like, oh man, man. Blood Wake. Yeah, Blood Wake. Yeah. with boats. What more do you need? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, unless you're going to announce that like, uh, you know, you got, you made a deal with Sakaguchi and Fantasia's going to be on game pass or something um they should announce we made a deal with sakaguchi and lost odyssey 2 was announced yeah or something like something ridiculous like that but i don't i don't know if that i mean to me like golden eye announcement would be something retro that you don't expect that all of a sudden is gonna get announced and like i don't i guess it would have to be third party that they could say oh it's it's gonna be on game pass as well like you know i don't know maybe like konami stuff no god no uh, 
you know, like, that'll never happen. But yeah, I mean, like, it's I don't know. It's, they already have to deal with EA. I don't give a flying crap if they put Ubisoft Plus on there. Um, like, I just, I just really can't think of like, something they could do. They just be like, oh my god, I wasn't expecting that. Like, yo. And they already said they weren't doing any more, you know, um, retro games on like making them work as part of like the emulation or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see, I guess. If he just means surprises in general, I guess there's always that possibility that there are some. But right now I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. And when we get there. Uh, and then also PC Game Pass is going to launch in like 40 more countries, a beta version of it, which that's cool. Uh, I'm always happy for Game Pass to be available in more countries, which a lot of it's like Central America, uh, even Ukraine, uh, the parts of South America that didn't have it previously, basically, uh, and other like European and African countries that you know didn't have it previously either, like Egypt and Morocco, Algeria. Um, you know, all that. I mean, that's cool. I'm very glad that more people get to enjoy Game Pass. So that's all great. Um, getting to games we've been playing, you, uh, how how much more have you played in uh, Like a Dragon Asian? Not a ton. Yeah. I really wanted to f- finish up uh, the RPG, and I finally did. So now I'm going to go full throttle on Asian. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, how did you like the the ending of Like a Dragon? It was fine. That was really easy. The uh, the wrestler boss, like right at the end, was annoying a little. Like I died yeah. him once, but second time I, I wasted him. <laughs> yeah, I think I almost died that one time when I like, was like, he has like a one move that's like a one hit kill, and it didn't quite prepare yeah. for it correctly. And it, the second time he did better. So, and he also never used it the second time, which I was which that was interesting. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, and then you get to the final boss, and it's like, oh, okay, he's not even a challenge. Yeah, he's a good like, push over. Yeah. I just kept using um, the, uh, or- the orbital laser move over and over. Yeah, there's some moves that, like, once you learn them for certain characters, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep spamming. Yeah. <laughs> it's constantly. But, yeah, I really like the RPG quite a bit. I probably more than most of the, like, a lot of the other Yakuza games I've played, as far as, like, the story goes, or the story making you know, endearing character. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Like, like. I don't know. I I love him and the cast as like all together. They like it's like playing, you know, the JRPG that when you're a kid, but like they're adults and you're an adult, too. And it's like this is a great like we don't ever get RPGs made for adults. Right. So like all the RPGs are for teenagers and and, you know, all that. So it's like we're real world JRPG and this is fun. You know. The one still surprising thing about that game, honestly, is that like Square Enix allowed them to use Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah, it's just like constantly mentioning like name, that, like literally yeah. name dropping it, and it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I guess Square Enix looked at it and was like, hey, this is free pass for Dragon Quest. Like, yeah. why not? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it's funny because back in the day, right, they, they couldn't say the name. Right. Uh, it had. I forgot what it was. It used to be called. Um, no idea. It had a name. It had a name in the the other games. Oh. But 
that's the thing. It's like, I love that game. Everything about it is just, and then it has the other Yakuza charms, right? All the side stories are funny and yeah. uh, enjoyable stuff. So like adding the the RPG mix on it is. Although I still didn't like the art, like some of the RPG systems kind of sucked as far as like positioning or, you know. Okay. So like you weren't a big fan of like them moving around. Right. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm trying to do some area of attack thing, but like one character moved out of the way at the last possible second and screwed me. <laughs> so instead of my my attack hitting seven people, it hit like two. It's like, wow, thanks thanks for that. Yeah, no, I agree. That was one of the, it was super frustrating. It's like when I launched that attack, he was right there. And then like now when the attack hits, he's like over here. And it's like, damn right. it. It did not hit the person it was supposed to. Um, uh, yeah. I've been playing Theater Rhythm, same as you. Uh, so I, I think that game is slightly weird in in one sense, in that, like, you get bonus objectives to, like, not, not lose HP. Or, like, one bonus objective was, like, oh, beat the boss with a slashing attack. And I'm, I can't pick what attack my characters fucking do. Like, how, how am I supposed to actually do this correctly? It's all just kind of random. Yeah, some of it, I agree. Some of it is, like... I think I ran to the same problem with, I think it was like, it's like on Final on uh, 15. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, how am I supposed to know when they're going to do this slashing attack? And I know there's some that like tell you, oh, they'll do it at the beginning of the stage or they'll do it like towards the end or whatever. If you get to a certain amount of points, right. but it's like, man, that is so much on chance. Or like you said, a randomness that it's like that I mean, is just at, gonna randomly happen one time, and I'm never gonna know. <laughs> at a certain point, it's just kind of like I mean, I I know why they do it because they want to make it interesting and visually fun. But like the right. whole battle system or the whole like your characters walking along fighting is just pointless. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's the same as like having a background in rock band or whatever. Right? Do you but I mean, do like, you ever get to see it? No, but. Yeah, but like at least in Rock Band, you're not told like, "Oh, beat the cactar with you know fire magic like that." Yeah, no, I agree with that. Also, yeah, oh, go on. No, I'm saying like the fire, the magic stuff you can control a little bit more. Yeah, but your your like main point is it's it's fair. There's like times where I'm just like, "Yeah, this is just never going to happen," probably. So, or it's like, yeah, uh, you know, beat the boss. Within or uh, yeah, beat the boss within twenty seconds or whatever. Yeah. Uh, basically, those are your characters have to be at like level like eighty or ninety for that to happen. See, that's, so, that's the other. I yeah. wouldn't say criticism, but other weird thing is like okay, in every Final Fantasy game or every you know game you unlock, you unlock like the four or five major characters. Get you know right more or less, but it's like. Why would I want to go from like a level sixty-five square cloud to a level one Titus? Well, there's people that want to like. I try to play as the characters that are, but like from that no uh, I, game. Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. But it's like you're screwing yourself. Oh no, I agree. But the thing is, like, th- this is a rhythm game. It's like meant for you to play the song more than once. I mean, more than once yeah. is fine, but like when there's such a great level disparity between one and seventy, it's like, yeah, I got to play this song, you know, twelve different times in order to get this like level one Titus back, like to even approaching clouds level. Or, I mean, I, yeah. I can use like 
some of the experience <clears throat> items, but you only have like a limited limited number of those. I mean, to be it. fair, there's really not ever. I mean, other than the ones that say, "Okay, you have to use this character." Right. There's like one yeah. Final Fantasy 15 ones. It was like, "Oh, beat the boss or beat the stage with Noctis in your party." I was like, "That's fine." Yeah. Because the characters don't really matter at that point. But yeah, beat the boss in 30 seconds. It's like, well, no way I can do this with like a level two, you know, Yuna. So yeah, the use- ones that bother me are also the ones that like have you use attacks. So like none of those characters that are from that game use right so like oh i have to go i have to hope that i kept leveling up uh cloud or tifa or whatever who do use those moves so i can yeah. use them in that instead of like uh like there's one that tells you to use um i think it's like thunder or something and none of those characters have thunder right and it's like why would you include that then if you can't beat that with the characters that are meant for that series, it makes kind of no sense. Uh, but I mean, overall it's, it's a fantastic way to just, I mean, enjoy final fantasy music. I mean, that, that's kind of a thing is you just, yeah. for, like, it'd be better. It'd almost be better if they just turn all that crap off and just said, you know, pick a song and enjoy. Also, I mean, granted, I have not played a ton of it. I mean, you might be able to answer this better because you probably played way more than I have. I've yet to even see one of those FMV songs. Really? You get it at the end when you when you beat a a whole series. I've beaten two of them. I beat seven and fifteen, and didn't get either one. You do. Like you get is, you is get part, a Noctis, You get a Noctis one. Is it part of a, the campaign, or is it like? Is it no, like, no, no. It, so it's not like the 3DS one where they make it part of the campaign. It's like a. Oh, an extra level that, yeah, it's an extra level oh, okay. you get after you win the, clear the whole series. Maybe I have to like go back into it, just play it separately. So yeah. like, exactly, exactly. It, it'll show up in the, uh, the quick play yeah, section. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, that makes more sense then, because I was like, I know it's supposed to have this stuff in here, where is it? <laughs> so it's like, it's basically like the same thing, there's always one character that you unlock when you clear right, the whole yeah, yeah. series, so it's like that. Uh, it's like an extra reward for clearing it. Oh, now you get to watch like a yeah, yeah. Uh, cut scenes of the game while you're playing the song. Um, uh, yeah, but, I mean, like Randy told me he bought it and he's hooked on it. Like he, that's like the only game. Like that's what I did all last weekend was play theater with him to the point where I was like, wait a minute, I got to play other stuff. And uh, I think I ended up clearing like all the ones that are in the demo. So two, five. 7, 13, 15. I didn't get yeah. to 14 because that's a lot of songs. It has like 32. Right. Uh, and then I cleared FF10 too because it only has six. Uh, so I, and I've, I've locked like, so I tried to go in order. I think it's there in order of difficulty is what it is. No. So, well, the, the star system, the ones, that, the, the way that it's set up is it's the way that they have the series there. It's supposed no. to be an order of no. difficulty nope. or whatever. Like Ten is like an eight star game or eight yeah. star, but then fifteen is like two star. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so. Uh, I still like it, but I, I, it's just kind of funny to me. Uh, the other two things I'll mention: I picked up a copy of Art the Lad Collection. Finally, oh, okay. The PS One thing. Found a yeah, really I like those games. For it. Yeah. I went to Astronomicon this week. That's a big, big comic convention. Yeah. Uh, and it was hilarious because 
it, it was supposed to be like Kevin Smith was going to be there. Jason Lee was going to be there. Uh, Chris Stratus was supposed to be there. Uh, when I say supposed to be there, they actually didn't come because <laughs> the oh, weather. Damn. Oh, uh, man. I mean, Trish, Trish did come, like, but she was pretty late. But like the big names at this thing basically didn't show up or, could, you know, canceled. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Like, right. I mean, I still met Jason Muse, uh, met Jason, I met Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson from Clerks. Met yeah. Joey Lauren Adams from Chasing Amy and other stuff. And they're all cool, but it was just, it was just kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, that, it's, I mean, it's cool that, yeah, it sucks. The, the weather ruined I mean, it a little snowed, bit. It snowed like pretty heavily Friday, like really, yeah. like six inches. Uh, and it's like, well, that's that's valid, but maybe you should have come to birth, you know? When, right. Yeah. Uh, the other two things I'll mention about that, which are relevant to you. Sabu is a small dude. Yes, he is. He's a very small dude. Uh, and Sandman is looking pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the fact that he's still moving around. Yeah. Sometimes is uh, definitely... Thanking God, considering right. all the stuff that's happened to him. Yeah. And I also did uh, not recognize Rhino at all. <laughs> oh, really? He, did he, like, slim down or something? Or? He got kind of bigger. That's the thing. Oh, okay. He so, got bigger. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, like, what? oof. Not, not, uh, not looking good there. Also, right. the last, last thing I'll mention, I got a uh, special piece of gear, which I'll talk about next week, which I fully get, get done playing with it. But all right. Sweet. That'll be a nice surprise. That's always fun. We can have surprises on here. Um, I basically, because I'm just trying to like get rid of the backlog of reviews that I have, and this game, along with Space for the Unbound, came out at a time when I was like moving. So there was like weeks at a time where I basically could not touch this game at all. And yeah. then other stuff started coming out, and I was like, oh, well, I got to play some of this because of the podcast and all that. And I was like, Okay, I'm just going to play a little bit more. I don't think I need to beat the game to uh, to review it. You know, mileage may vary on how you feel like you have to beat a game to review it, whatever. We've had that conversation before. Uh, right. There's times where I do feel like you have to, and there's times where, um, you know, I don't think you really have to. But Beat all of Final Fantasy, theater rhythm, Final Fantasy, and then write the review. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't need to do that. Um I'll probably, speaking of that, I'll probably play a little bit more of that and then just write the review as well. But, um, now watch, watch me freaking go unlock all the series or whatever now after I say that. Uh, so I played One Piece Odyssey. I pretty much, I didn't mean to at all. I just, I wound up because I had, like I said, um, a few weeks ago, I had actually caught up to where one, to current to One Piece. Yeah. Um, which was, I was like behind, I think like almost 80 episodes or whatever. Uh, but I binged it all in like a week and a half and I got, I guess, really nostalgic feeling for one piece. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to play a little bit. And then I really didn't notice that they weren't kidding about once you get past that first Alabasta arc, it gets a lot shorter. So I literally went through like almost the rest of the game in like a day. So I got to the 
you know, I got through the Marine Ford arc. I got through all the, the other two arcs. Um, Dress Rosa felt like it took forever. Um, to be fair, that arc, that arc is longer in the anime. But And then you get to the end. Apparently, my PS5 still says I have 30% of the end to do. Yep. That really felt like it took forever to get to where you're finally fighting the final boss because in between each one of those, when you go to the arcs, I think I mentioned it before, you have to, you have to like have an, a chapter where you're in the, the island that was made for the game, right? Uh, Wofford or whatever. And you have to fight one of the colossi. So, and then you have to go through a dungeon every single time. And each one of those has like its own little puzzles and that like really feels like padding, honestly. And then you get to the final one and oh my God, it felt like double padding because not only do they have a dungeon, they make you fight all the bosses that you fought before again. And they're stronger. Of course, you're stronger too, but it's still like. Yeah, it's a good yeah. I hate I hate like in a way there's a story reason for it, but it's not. It's very elastic. It's like it's it was a part of the term, it's very rubbery, like Luffy. It's yeah. you know, it's like, oh, because you're in Memoria Land. So you're like sort of back in time or whatever. And then like also makes you go back to the freaking uh, area and actually have to go in and like go through dungeons and stuff to find this one item that you need and it was like wow I just felt like I spent the last like I don't know five hours doing a bunch of backtracking and it was so just annoying when you're like wanting to like oh my god I want to get to the end of this game I want to get to the end of this game and it, like, I get it if you're a person that's just playing this and doesn't have to review it. Maybe you don't feel the same. But as a person that's a huge One Piece fan, I, none of that stuff was necessary. I wouldn't have felt any different for the climax part of the story if I didn't do any of that stuff. Right. Like, so it just felt like we just put this in here because we needed to make the game longer. Yeah, pedaling. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, it's just so unnecessary. Again, uh, the combat is fun in that game. It's just, after a while, if you figure out how to do the the weapon, the, the equipment system, and, like, uh, break that, you can pretty much break the characters and make it to when you're, like, one-shotting enemies. So it's, like, goes from... It's fun because that's what you do in an RPG. You eventually want to feel powerful enough where you're like just OPing everybody, but also in a way it kind of like you're basically doing the same thing over and over and over in every yeah. battle. Also, yeah, because so, like the dragon gets like that at some point. Also, you know, just using the same. I'm just like, why? And... Why am I going to switch things around where I'm so powerful with Loopy? The types don't even matter anymore. I can just knock them all out. So it's like. That's the thing is, I mean, that's also part of the game, right? Like they make the equipment so you can overpower yourself. Like if you figure out the correct way to do this, you can make every character have a point and even like make some of the characters that aren't really strong in the anime really strong, right? Like I made Nami this like super powerful person with her Thunderbolt thing 
uh, where, you know, she's just taken out hordes of enemies that in the anime, she's a, a joke character, basically, and then has her moments where, just like Usopp, they have their cool moments, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I still think this game is great if you're a One Piece fan, but only if you're a One Piece fan. Like, this is a game that's, man, as soon as this thing hits a sale and you're a One Piece fan, go buy it. You're going to enjoy the heck out of it. You're going to enjoy all the stuff that has to do with One Piece in it. If you're not a One Piece fan, don't go buy this because it's an RPG. You're you're gonna you're gonna nope out after a while. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. Like, you know, if this hits Game Pass or something, then go for it. But I would I would totally say they did the they did the right by the One Piece fans, but everybody else that definitely ain't for you. Um, it's, it's just like Kakarot, the dragon. You know, like yeah, RPG. exactly. Uh, that's pretty much all I've played except for some theater rhythm space for the unbound. It's a story game. So I don't want to talk about it again until I'm done with the story, which it started going into the places where I was like, Oh, Oh, this is going to be like that. Like this is going to be like night in the woods and things like that, where it's like, Oh, this is going to, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to start getting emotional here. (laughs) So like, I'm going to, I'm going to wait till I get, to the end of it uh but i really have like enjoyed it every chapter gets better there's more story to it it feels like it adds on to what you went through in the previous chapter so um i do think that it's going to be one of those indie games i'll probably be talking about when we get to the end of the year like it was maybe as a game it's very simple right like what you're doing but the story is so good that it's worth like playing the game for you know uh really quick here what's coming out this week uh right now you can go get that dead cells return to castlevania which i'm sure you're interested in yeah yeah um and then also that if you haven't played outer worlds i think i talked about this last week that spacers um was it I'm, i'm gonna mess up this name again spacers choice edition it's basically like the game of the year edition for that uh if you haven't played it yet that's the version to go play. That's a great game. You should go check it out. Uh, the one, I guess, new-ish game, I think it's actually like a remake or a remaster of a different uh, Fatal Frame game. Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. The Lunar something? Lunar... Uh, yeah, Lunar Eclipse, exactly. Yes, and it is a remaster. I don't know why I doubted myself at first. Yes, I think it's a remaster of like the wii game or wii u game not sure um but yes it's coming out i'm sort of interested i like the photo fatal frame games that might be one i check out uh when it hits a sale or something depending on how the reviews go like i said i like the fatal frame games but it's not something i'm gonna like go play day one when i got a lot of stuff that i also still have to be playing you you got nothing else to do (laughs) yeah um there's another one of those monster energy supercross games uh, one of the indie games that I have been kind of keeping tabs on, Oni, Road to the Mightiest Oni, comes out this week on the 9th. I've been trying to hit up somebody for a freaking review code, and it's all like Japanese publishers, so I'm having like no luck right now with um, finding learn, somebody. Learn Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have stuff in English, but you know how they like – it's one right. of those where – I don't know if you ever try to reach out to people, and they don't really have like a – press email it's like they have a contact form and then like that's that's all there is um 
a record of Agris War, which is actually a actually pretty good uh, strategy RPG, is hitting the Switch. It got remastered on there. Uh, Session is also on Switch, so there's that. And the Last Spell, which is like a roguelike uh, RPG game, is coming to Switch PS5. Uh, that yeah. So there's uh, that's kind of what's coming out. Oh, and then there's this visual novel RPG game by the Prime Matter folks, uh, which actually scars above a another Prime Matter game. Actually, did seems to be pretty decent. Um, I've seen various trailers for this game. If it wasn't for the fact that it's more visual novel than RPG, I'd probably be more excited about it. Uh, but the like turn-based RPG mechanics look fun. It's just it's too much visual novel, and that's where I kind of like go. Yep, that's. Not How for can me. such a thing be possible? No. Yeah, it's like I love the RPG stuff, but when it's like so much text, uh, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just go read a book. I'm good. Right. You know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're getting closer and closer to when we get you no know, Resident Evil Four remake. Uh, I wish I was a Trails fan. I know a lot of folks are waiting for that Trails to Azure uh, game as well that's coming out in a week or two and then WWE 2K23 as well. So uh not going to lie as being a John Cena fan, I kind of want to play that, but I don't know about want to play the whole game. I always end up having fun with those games. It's just like the problem with uh 2K is the same problem I have with FIFA where I get really excited and I play for like maybe a couple of weeks, yeah, a month yeah. at the most. And then I'm just kind of like, I drop it. Right. And I'm just like, I think this year I'm actually not going to get FIFA for that reason because I know I'm just going to do the same thing again. So, you can call yourself uh, a soccer fan. <laughs> hey, you can be a soccer fan. Now play that game. Uh, but yeah, that's just so, crazy talk now. <laughs> but all right, uh, until we meet again here next week. Thank you everybody for watching, listening, wherever you are. We appreciate you. Until then, enjoy your games. I'll see you later. Later.